welcome to Slacker Moto Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. So Brad and the Slackers, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. How are you doing, Ace? All right. Now, we're a few days behind. Yeah. But last time, we were a few months behind, so I think this is a step in the right direction. This is more acceptable, you think? No, I think it's probably just bad. Ryan won't be as worried. That's true. You know, but he's got so much more to worry about. Okay. We're, we're quickly going under the bus with this one, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Usually we give him a few minutes to warm up to the episode, but we're we're throwing right at him. I don't know what why. I just, I, I he was concerned last time. I, I, I appreciated that. it too. Yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. to know. Yeah, back it's good to know that we have one person listening. Yeah, we had two. Yeah, Dennis was a little concerned too. Yeah, that's true. It's just not as much fun to throw him under the bus. Well, there's very little we can do with that. Maybe as much as I don't have that bike. I think the most times I give people a hard time with their very, very nice BMWs is out of jealousy. Yeah, I'll never buy one now. Really? Yeah, after that conversation. It's like what, reading reviews on Amazon, and if every single one is five stars, it's like, ah, nothing's perfect. we got to be able to acknowledge that nothing is perfect and so there's some areas and so all i was saying is that this is one area that i think is of a concern of that car motorcycle i expressed my opinions and that's and that's now you're out was. and now i'm out completely because we couldn't state that there was some flaw of any sort and what that might be for that uh, vehicle i actually and, and honestly having driven a bmw car Rarely admitting it, but having driven one, I've not had the the pleasure of the bike yet. But I I do honestly believe you get what you pay for with those. That they're very well built, they're very nice, but they're very expensive. So I don't have one. It's not in any way my my soon to be part of my fleet conversation because I feel you can get pretty close for a lot less money on other bikes. But you know to. Dennis has told me this before, that really a BMW is the bike most people end up on once they get there. And I can't say that's not true. Yeah, I'm not saying, I mean, I, I don't know about the motorcycles aspect of it. Uh, for me, a lot of my opinions and um, observations have been associated with the cars. And I, I love the look of a, a BMW, or at least most of them. I, I understand what's going into them and what the performance and the luxury that's there, and I agree that I think that would be awesome. But it just it's it's a comes at a premium. That's, it that was my argument is that it comes at a premium, and then if you don't know how to maintain your own vehicle and you don't have your own like trusted mechanic that isn't the OEM mechanic, it costs a lot to go to an import vehicles. Um, um, facilities to get something fixed or maintained. So. Being someone who's had too many triumphs, as far as I'm concerned, and most people agree with me on that. Too? Too. As many? Is, is too many. Most people okay. think after my first and everything that happened, I shouldn't have had the second. Sure. But uh, one, you know, you can't pass up a good bike at a good deal. At least yeah. I can't. So yeah. here we are. And I've ridden the living crap out of it. And literally nothing but smiles. Hasn't so, exploded yet. And I've, I've done things that I couldn't do with other bikes. Track sure. days and whatnot. It's, I'm happy with it. But. It has a similar following, and I have helped perpetuate this following that, you know, if you go to the mechanic, the factory mechanic, it's an expensive endeavor. But the difference I have, and I think the problem I have is everyone I know with a Triumph, myself included, although it's pricey, is very happy with the work and the knowledge of those mechanics. And maybe this is a local thing. I've only, that's actually not true. I've now worked with multiple states on Triumph motorcycles, Mm -hmm. and I've been very impressed with their know-how uh, you know, the thoroughness of what they do, both in communication and the work and everything, um, you know, basically from Nevada to, to Portland. Right. And I would expect that uh, at the premium that you have to pay. Now, I haven't had the same results. A lot of people I know that ride BMWs that aren't brand new are basically told to get a new one. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm just going to leave those as outliers. I, I because I don't have firsthand experience. I know that we have we could state at least one name where it was brought up in that manner, but um, I'm just I'm just trying to leave it open and general that an import vehicle requires you know more upfront costs when you go in to get it serviced and and things like that. And so uh, I understand where they're coming from, and a lot of those uh, a lot of them. Uh, you know, Dennis and, and Ryan, they, they maintain their own vehicles and, and and it brings it down or they have a trusted mechanic in, in one instance, but um, that's not everybody. And so uh, I think I, I appreciate and respect what they had to say about it. I know I'm talking about things that only they will understand, but um, I don't know. I just, it was concerning for me. I, I'd like to ride a BMW and I'll check it out sometime in the near future and we'll go from there. But right now, not anytime soon will I be on a BMW. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's although I've always been a fan of the R9T, and I do like the old Beamers, the R100, the R80. Those are cool bikes, and if I could get an older one like that at a fair price, I think I would do that in a heartbeat because they're simple, and the design, the the case to keep those running. If you're a DIY guy, this goes back to your comment a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. That if I'm willing to do the work myself, I think one of those would be a riot. And not too hard to keep in very good condition because of the simplicity of that air-cooled, you know, boxer engine. It's mm-hmm. it's just easy. So I I get them. I just don't have them. Five years, you'll have a BMW motorcycle. That's probably not an insane prediction. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that it's probably going to be more like three. I don't know. I'm going to put it out to five. With life and where it's at right now, I think changes in the moto world for me beyond what I have and just a simple project bike, which could be an R80 and could still meet your prediction. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think from a daily yeah. perspective I'm, I'm going to have a lot of changes. I'm thinking something a little bit newer when I say that. Yeah, and I don't. Newer. I don't think we'll be there. Eh, we'll see. You said that about other things in the past. That's true. Hey, I'm only at one bike this year. You said two, so yeah, <laughs> the year's almost over. That's but it's not. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you might get rid now, of a couple. I was gonna say, does it count if I switch a bike? Is that still a new bike? It's still a new bike. All right, you're still counting it. All right, yeah. Then I'm not gonna write off your prediction. Okay. Uh-oh. This isn't intended to be a, a a mid-year review, but here we are. Okay, yeah, so that's the one thing. Is, uh, you sent me a text the other day about how a, a prophecy that I had made was coming to fruition. I know that you were talking about a, uh, a you know a lawn chair at the moment, but I, I'm still stuck with something was going on because recently you went out and you test rode some motorcycles. So tell me a little bit about that. What happened? So... Got news, got wind that uh, that there is a new Zero dealer in town. Now, this is in the Northwest. Bob Lamphere's uh, Beaverton Honda. Oh. Well, Beaverton Motorcycles, because they got everything now. KTM, Honda, Yamaha, Zero. I mean, these guys sell it all. Okay. At this point, they're just going to go ahead and sweep up everything. They have Harleys? Uh, not quite, but they're right yeah. next to Paradise, so. Yeah, they don't have it, though. They can send you within two min- within walking distance to go get one. But it's not theirs, and that's fair. But uh, they just got zero motorcycles. And Brad and I have been talking about it for a while. But they uh, they had their corporate truck full of bikes show up for uh, for a couple days. So on, uh, what was this, I guess about a week ago Saturday, I went out and got to try a couple of them. Okay, okay. So what do you think? I mean... That's a new experience. You kind of have an electric car. I mean, so you and you've you've been around the world. We've talked about electric motorcycles. Did I mean? Were you excited to try? I mean, obviously, to try any bike is is kind of exciting. But I mean, was it something that you're like, man, I am pumped. I can't wait. This is going to be phenomenal. Or was it just like I just get to try a new bike kind of an excitement? What was it like? It's a really good question. The usual demo day fun was definitely there, okay. but there was definitely an extra aspect of something new and different that I haven't ridden, and that I've kind of had an inkling to ride, we'll call it. I don't, we've talked electric vehicles enough to know that I'm not the market for an electric vehicle. Okay. I put too many miles down on, I mean, cars, bikes, whatever. Right. I. They're trying to change that a little bit, but if, still. If it were... If we go back to the five bike rule, I could see it fitting in the bucket. Ooh. Although that's not true. Oh, 
if we get into probably seven bike rule, I could fit as. I don't know. There was some in the five bikes where it was like, this is your economical commuter. And so it kind of fits into that. And some of these now are getting into the range wise where you can do a little bit more with it. Now, granted, that's more in town only riding. Once you hit the freeway and such, it's, it really drains down your, uh, your range. Now, <laughs> sorry, I'm harassing. I've got a good glare here from the windows in this creepy room we already talked about. I'm just going to blind Brad for the next five minutes so you won't hear much from him. Oh, but uh, no, and, and that's true. So when I went and rode these, I had, they, first off, they did a great job of catering to, uh, to us as well as many others that came in. This is a motorcycle kind no, of catering. No, they, uh, so. This is an We signed up for a ride, and you get okay. one ride a day. Okay. But when we got done, because we were part of this podcast, they offered us to continue to ride as long as somebody bailed on, if someone didn't show for okay. their time. Okay. And I was fortunate enough that within the hour I was willing to stay there, another group had one person bail. So you got a couple to do people back bail. to back. So I got right. to do two, yeah, two rides back to back, which was really cool. Okay. So that being said, unfortunately, the uh, the new was it F- FXF, which is their new little uh, let's call it sorry FXE, which is their new little supermoto, uh, was not available. Those were all booked out, but I was able to ride the SRS and the SRF, which is their naked sport bike and their full fairing sport bike. Okay. Which were kind of the ones I wanted to ride anyway. So they should feel the same. They had the same engine. However, there are some very clear ergonomic differences between Ooh, the two. Okay. The SRF is, or sorry, the SRS, which is the full fairing sport bike, is actually more sport touring oriented. It has higher bars, a longer chassis. Okay. Uh, really the subframe. So the chassis itself is, is the same, but the subframe off the back is longer. Yeah. And so therefore it actually had a fairly different feel. Noticeably different feel. Now, if I hadn't ridden them back to back and I went a week later, sure. I may not have noticed. Right. But that one's set up to have side bags and the whole thing for touring. Um, and so that was the first one I got on. And I really got on it because it I thought it would be the sportier of the two um, and rode that around. Now, the I got to say this to Zero. I know that you're listening. You got to do better rides. Um I've been on a number of demo rides and or we've had the opportunity to ride different bikes through the podcast. Your loop has to be more than that short little circle. We're never going to be invited to go on a ride there again. I know we are because they're going to fix it and they're going to show us that they can fix this because you just you can't. You can't. We literally got on the freeway, got off the next exit and went right back to the Oh, but we've been to places like that. We've been on better rides, but we've been I mean, we did one not too long ago in Vancouver. Indian was not as now, it was not that, that good either, but this was worse than that. It was that bad. It was very, So, very, did very this bad. allow them to have more people cycle through? I mean, that sounds like a short ride. I'm trying to think of the positives. For that them. was the intention. For them, is that they can put more people through. I don't fully understand. I asked the question after the first ride for longer than I think they wanted to answer why we couldn't go a little further. It really just, to me, sounded a bit like... I'm just going to go with what they said and not give my opinions quite yet. Basically that that's the ride that made sense and it was easy and they couldn't lose the group and that's the ride they picked. I, there wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason in conversation. Mm-hmm. Now they had two groups. So they had two groups of bikes basically going every 30 minutes and the ride itself was about seven minutes long. Oh, wow. It was very, 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 very quick. Um, but at least, you know, for me who had never ridden one, it was just enough to get the bug. So I'll say, you know, it had its effectiveness uh, because we were able to get on an on-ramp and crack the throttle and feel that instant torque from the electric motor. Sure. Um, which is pretty cool, by the way. That That's one thing you don't see quite as much, even at higher, uh, I guess not RPMs. I mean, it is still RPMs of the tire, mm-hmm. but... You know, at at higher road speed, the amount of torque that was still available was very well tuned. And that makes sense when you know that the top speed on those motors is like 103. Yeah. I think that they could do a lot faster. Yeah. But they do that so that you have that torque, even at higher speed. It's it's important. One of the things that was brought up about BMW versus Harley-Davidson in a recent conversation in our chat was how... In some instances, based on the tuning, like a Harley, 
when it's on freeway, being able to pass a truck may be a little bit more difficult than somehow how a BMW would be tuned to where it still has top end, can still get around and pass. So they want people to be able to do something yeah. at speed potentially, do you think? Yeah, we could we could dive into that conversation because I also having ridden a Harley, granted not on the freeway necessarily, but still at a you know, forty five at a fair pace. I didn't feel like I was left wanting much more. Yeah. It's not a sport bike. You know that. And it yeah. sounds so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, you bought it for a certain reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I argue that that doesn't matter to a true. Now, if you're going from an R1 and you get on a Harley, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Mm. If you didn't know that when you got on a Harley, then come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Understood. Come Understood. On. Okay, so you got to go on. out anyway. on this, on a zero. Did you feel like a zero? Did it, oh, it did you like feel cool? From... I mean, no, did you feel cool? Did it feel cool? Like I am on this bike no. and I feel, no, no. You want to know why? Why? So we already mentioned it. The Bob Lamphere Beaverton Motorcycles is literally, I mean, I guess it's not literally next door because there's like two buildings in between them, mm-hmm. but it's next door to Paradise Harley. And you know who else went on a big long ride on Saturday morning? A large group of Harleys. We're all sitting there starting to mount up on these zeros before we go on our first ride. Oh, at 10 a.m. Oh, I see where this is going. And who comes crawling, you know, crawling by is probably the right word because they weren't moving fast, is about 25 Harleys. You know what every person in that parking lot did? Wave at them? No, they didn't necessarily wave. People are, well, there's a weird stigma there. Oh, okay. But I mean, at least they were, they, their attention Everyone's was head turned. On it. Yes, yes. Every single person. <laughs> people that worked at the Bob Lamphere's, the people that are running the zero, everyone looked. Because you know what? You hear them coming and they sound cool. Yeah. You know what never happened once on the ride? No one even saw me or heard me coming up next to them. I was surprised cars on that little short seven minute ride because you just don't know he's there. There, It is different. And I don't care what you say. I'm a proponent of loud pipes save lives. Yeah. I like okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. There's we definitely a certain that, aspect yeah. of it on this that everyone knew that Harleys were coming and no one heard us coming. Right. Now, when I sat on it, was it a comfortable bike? Did I feel cool when I'm getting on it? The ergonomics were good. The seat, actually on the SRS, the seat was a little too touring to where it was hard for me. You know, I'm coming off the street triple, and so I'm trying to kind of see if it would be a good track bike. Because in my opinion, that's where I think a zero would be awesome. Okay. Because you only need, right? You do a 20-minute track session. Charge it up for the ne- rest of the, for the next 40. Do a 20-minute track session. I think it would be awesome on a track. And if uh, zero... You loan me a bike for a track day, I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it would be friggin' amazing. Oh, I'm sure people have been taking these out. I have yet to see one on a track day. Granted, I've only done a couple and yeah, been to a couple. You don't have charging, so now you got to take generators. you got to be that I'm willing. guy. I have a generator. I'll do it. Okay. Zero, you loan me a bike for a track day. I know you've got racers that actually race these in the racing leagues, but let me show up to a track day and sell your bike to everybody there. Uh, because but, the, but they won't but, hear you but there. Hold on. They won't hear you. That's okay. No. Nobody needs to hear you when you whip by with that instant torque. It's kind of I will important. say okay. that it it was very weird. So, yeah, anyway, we'll get into it. Let's get into the next half where then after that ride, it was a good short ride. I enjoyed the bike. I couldn't move around as much as I thought I would be able to. Okay. And so then I asked, you know, I go up and start talking to him a little bit about the next group. As You know, I'd like to try more than one bike. We're going to be talking about it. I was able to get on the SRF, which is the naked sport bike, which in my brain, the naked sport bike is more the upright position bike of sport bikes, right? Yeah. If I get an R1, I'm tucked. If I get a, you know, if I get the FZ01, then I'm upright and comfortable. Well, it went the other way. Okay. And I got on that and was in a very aggressive position. It wasn't uncomfortable, but it was definitely further forward lean, lower bars. Yeah. The seat was a little thinner. And so then we went on this one, and just because of where my feet were in comparison to my back, in compa- comparison to my You're getting more butt, comfortable with this bike, though, at, on, as well. Correct. Slightly. Seven minutes is all you had yes, to learn the exactly. bike before. So you didn't really learn it or get that comfortable. But I got to ride a bike for seven minutes. Yeah. Okay, okay. But the position of this was much more comfortable for moving around on the seat Sure. of the SRF. And I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I got to say that I got on that, and the way that it rode based on how you sat on it made you feel faster and it let you move around a little more. And that one I, I got. Because really, when you're looking at a 100-mile combined, right? I think we're at 123 combined on those. 
I'm mostly freeway. We're probably talking 70 miles freeway. Best best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it really drains it down. 65 straight for maybe 70 miles. I, I'd question if I could even get that. Yeah. You know, because you're not much. getting any regen out of that when you're going freeway. No, so it's. Anyway. I don't want to ride it on the freeway though. That's not where I really want to be on a bike most of the time. Anyway. Agreed, but, but that's most but, of my ride. The reason if I you're get commute, this bike, yep. The, but you don't need to be going. You don't need to go 70 miles to commute to work. You don't yeah. have to go that far. I do. No. Literally. You're going to charge at work. You're going to opportunity charge at work. Yes. No, no, no. Sorry. You mean total total range. Yes. Agreed. Sorry. I thought you meant I don't need to be doing that whole thing on the freeway. I, the only way I can get here, two-thirds yes. of my commute, Sorry. even yes. if I take yes. the back roads, is freeway. <laughs> I'm just saying it that be 100% you don't freeway. need 70 miles yes. of range. 100% you're right. You know, for yes. what you're No, doing. it would work. It would just be all freeway. And so it just doesn't make a ton of sense on that one. But nonetheless... I got on that and realized that, you know, that position for, let's call it a 70-mile range when you're running hard, Yeah, that riding position is plenty fine. You're not going to get tired of that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get sick of it. You, you're going to have to stop every hour to recharge for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You'll never get tired of that. You could ride that position and be aggressive all day long and enjoy it. And so if you were using it right, I, I definitely appreciate the SRF. I was a bigger fan of that bike. And that's where the track day idea of just, man, having that bike on a track, mm-hmm. I think you'd rock some, especially, you know, you show up to a blue group, green group, one of the simpler groups. You know, I think the guys on the leader bikes are going to run circles around that thing. Yeah. You know, unless you get, you know, a professional rider with an amateur rider in, right. in that extreme group. But I think, I think you could really make some waves and turn some heads. So powertrain is one aspect of a motorcycle. There's lots of aspects of a motorcycle. So I'm curious how refined the other critical features of the bike were, including the suspension and the brakes. How did that feel? Uh, they were great. I mean, Olin's, they had, I can't remember the name of the brake brand on them, but they were definitely premium brakes, premium suspension. Yeah, okay. It's one thing to say the brand. How was it tuned? That's they were fine. Curious. Everything yeah. was good. Brakes were tight. really good. Brakes were tight. The regen braking felt like a high compression engine. It didn't, at least in sport mode. Okay. If you put it in eco mode, it was a fairly aggressive regen braking. And to me, I would have wanted the eco mode regen with the sport tuned power. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I want that to come bring me to. If I'm not on the gas, I better be on the brakes. Usually, so, well, but so typically though, you really want to regen longer. To be able to grab more power, but I would, or more, to, to, no, to but I, I want that power. from a sport perspective. I want that. But that being said, sport tuned on this was clearly because you are going to be aggressively yes. coming to a stop. And so it might yes. as well be less on the brakes yes. and more with the engine tuning. Except, how does, how well does that handle road conditions? That's one thing that I've exactly. noticed with Regen in my electric car is that when it's icy, I've had some pretty intense hmm. moments of Regen kind of taking you and wanting to throw you off the road. And you're like, what is going on? I'm just driving. Oh, Regen's on. And it's locking it up. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I think the Regen, or not the Regen, the sport mode was clearly a street sport mode. Yeah. It wasn't track mode. Yeah. Right, And you can do, there's a, an entire sec- section where you can do a custom tune. Yeah. And that's where I would set up a track mode where it regens aggressively. So you can set your own. And you can create your own tune. You can pick your oh, settings wow. of, okay. of power output, your settings of regen power. Mm-hmm. Right, You can go through and set that up however you want. Um, I didn't get a chance to play with that very much because of how quickly they were cycling everyone through. Seven minutes. Um <laughs> But that was one thing I wanted to play with a little more, and I would be very interested in the next step looking at on the zeros, should there be an opportunity for tracking a zero, is to better understand that, you know, can I turn the lights off, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of removing everything and and getting that all off of the bike for a track day, can I just, when I do my custom tune, can I say all lights off, right? I don't want turn signals. I don't want headlights. I don't want taillights. Mm -hmm. I just want a track bike, right? Yeah. And if you can do all that in those settings, I think that that is a really cool opportunity that I haven't seen tapped much. And that's something I would I would thoroughly enjoy. I, when I was I rode that, I thought, man, a track day on this bike would be a riot. Yeah. So I mean, what were you looking at price wise for that bike? Yeah, therein lies a lot of the rub. You know, I, that one I believe was twenty three out the door with all of the options. That's the larger battery. That's the larger 
Char- that's the fast charging. That's everything you need from your premium product. Sure. Now there's, you know, I think there's about $4,500 plus of state and national um, incentives okay. to support electric vehicles. So you end up just sub 20. Dang, that's a lot. That's a lot of money out the door. Man, now I'm now, looking at, I mean, you've seen the new Livewire 1, right? And they brought that price down as well. Not that it's at sub 20, but <laughs> it is definitely lower. Man, I start thinking about that too. I need to get on that bike and do it as a test. I agree. See where I want to be. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I. That, it's interesting. I'm glad that you went out and got to ride these. Uh, I definitely think track day would be great. I think that it would be fun to have one. And just because I have an electric vehicle, I'm used to the charging aspect. I'm not worried about that. But it's definitely very niche. It has to be for the commuting or for a short. I just want to go for a couple hour ride, ride hard around my neighborhood. I live in an area where I can actually go out and do a pretty good ride nearby and have fun. But other people, if you're in the middle of a concrete village, I mean, it's the jungle here is not something that I'm really too excited and thrilled to go ride on an electric bike with. You know, I I kind of have the opposite mentality on that, that I think the electric vehicles in general, if you live in a concrete village, when do you need more than 70 miles? You can go weeks. I get that, but that's charging. not, I want to be able to, I mean, because it's not so, just an electric vehicle that you get and it has, and it performs the same as an internal combustion engine. You're getting hydro, I mean, it wants to be ripped on and to go out, I mean, you could be a shenanigan. You could do that in the in, in 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 the city, but I don't know. I feel like it really needs to be in the corners and the twists, and that's why the braking is important to me, as well as when we talk about the suspension. Those things need to be refined enough for you to be able to actually go out and use it. I think in the electric market, obviously, you know, Harley's playing their game as well. But I think that's one thing Zero's got dialed in. This is their. Second mainstream, let's call it. I think they've had a few other chassis sure. before they really were mass producing. Yeah. This is their second chassis, and they've really done a lot of changes. They've got upside down forks. They've got things that they didn't in their first chassis. Right. And that instead of just shoehorning in the requests from customers and the things they noticed that they they needed, it's a whole new layout, whole yeah. new chassis where they can yeah. do it right from the ground up. And I, I do appreciate that about it. Um, but you know, I. The other thing you got to think about with the electric vehicles, which to me as a big proponent is the service, right? You're not you're not paying for fuel. You're not changing oil. You're not paying for oil changes. You're not mm-hmm. doing a lot of these things that sometimes if you ride a lot can get pricey and take time out of your riding, right? They're belt driven, which to me is a bit strange on a bike with that much power. Mm. You know, obviously it works and obviously it's okay, but... You know, there's something about a chain that doesn't have the same lag on it. Um, but, you know, the longevity and the serviceability of the belt, that's, like I said, one of the things they're touting is you don't do the oil chains. You don't have to worry about that stuff. So, you know, reality is a belt's going to last longer with less maintenance required. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I think if you're tracking it or getting ridiculous, you, I, I'd say maybe you'd want a chain conversion and or you're just going to be replacing belts more. Because of the uh, where you lose a little bit more power with a belt, though, over a chain. I mean, that's one of the other things. But you do get that longevity. It's not quite as bad as far as performance loss compared to, you know, a a driveline. But uh, and and that's too complex, I think, for that system. It needs to be relatively simple. That's the whole point. And uh, an electric vehicle is low maintenance and simplicity, in my opinion. So, okay, so you got to go and do that. Sounds like they were pretty open to it. They didn't want to hear about you complaining about their short ride, even though you kept on prying about that a little bit, it sounds like. It came up more than once in conversation after both rides. And, you know, to me, I did the math, and I looked at it, and I, I worry that part of that is even with two fleets going seven minutes all day long, is that how they're avoiding a midday charge? A midday charge. What is that? Having to charge it up uh, in between rides. Having to pull out the generators and plug in all 25 bikes or whatever it was. There was that many of them, huh? There was a ton of bikes, which would, you know, at night they can bring them all in the trailer of the, you know, of, of the the vehicle that brought them all in of the truck. But Was it only a one day or was it a two day? It was event? two days. Ooh. And I worry if that was the avoidance of having to charge midway through. So one of the things that some manufacturers are doing is a re- 
replaceable or quick replace battery pack. These do not have that. No, this is a pretty... Obviously, you can service it at some level, but yeah. it is not a quick replace by any means. It's not a grab and go. No. Okay. Yeah. Nope, nope. These are integrated. This is a whole... I mean, these are done right. Uh, quite honestly, you look at them, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll post some pictures. I've got a lot of pictures here. Check out the Facebook page for them, um, and we'll post a number of pictures. I was able to go with the Chicken Hawk and, and ride these as well. Um, so what did, yeah, what did he think about that? Uh, he was pretty much all about them. Really? He had a lot of fun. I, you know, I don't think he's looking to buy one just because of the price point on them. Yeah. But he definitely was, you know, he does just quick day rides. Yeah, I think I'd be more interested at that price point, saving a little bit of money and getting the new Sportster S from Harley-Davidson. Sportster I mean, if I'm buying new, in fairness, if I'm buying new, it's not out of the world pricing. Yeah. For what you yeah, get. Because it's, it's got, a, I think it's a three-year warranty, unlimited miles. Yeah. That's pretty good. It might even be a five-year on the new ones. What was the XSR 900? How much was that one? That is, uh, what, 9,800. Yeah, that's close to 20. Pre, Pre-fees. Yeah, 20 uh, it's close. half the price. And, you know, probably roughly the same output of power and all of that, right? If you track the two, if the same rider rode both, I think they wouldn't be too dissimilar. And you could ride it to the track and home. <laughs> but Oh, sorry. That's... But at the same point, you know, every 5,000 miles, you're changing oil, you're, you know, air filters, you're doing other things. Some that, people love that part. Some people love that part, but you got to admit that at least once a year... And if you ride Not a lot twice a year, yeah. you're yeah. talking, you know, three to $500 worth of service. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have it for that five-year warranty, I mean, there's $2,500 right there extra that you don't have to spend on the zero. Yeah, I don't know. And then what does it look like after that? That's where I, I don't think we have enough data on. I, that's my biggest, uh, that's my concern. With zero, I'm not as concerned. Okay. I think some of the newcomers to the market, that is a very serious concern. If you're looking at the $12,000 electric bikes you see, yeah. there's not any data, really. Yeah. Right? You're, you're very much a gamble past what they know it'll work and they've tested to. Good luck. You know? Yeah. Zero's got enough of a track record now that I think that, you know, people are still buying them. The aftermarket is not empty. They do drop in, I mean, that's any electric vehicle. They drop in value once warranty's mm-hmm. up. They're, mm-hmm. you know, at least half, if not more than that after five years. Which for bikes is more than usual, right? Five year, five year depreciation on a bike, I would say electric depreciates significantly further. Well, which is the case for but that's the electric vehicles. world too. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. electric car, vehicles in that's general. The, that's the story. So you know it is what it is, and if you want to be on that curve of, of no you know not paying for gas, you also think about that, right? The gas price. What are you going to pay the difference in that over five years? Yeah. So oh. you know, although it's a ten thousand dollar gap between an XSR nine hundred, let's call it, or yeah. The refinement on the Zero is much better, too. Suspension, brakes, to your point of, of the the controls and, and ergonomics, yep. I yep. will say that the Zero is a much more refined bike. You're getting a better bike. Oh, are you? From a refinement perspective, 100%. Really? So, you know, you're probably looking at it, let's call it, it would cost another two to three grand to get your XSR with that quality components. Yeah, so you're still a lot less. But you're still, still talking seven grand. Yeah. Over yeah. five years, right, you're going to make up a fair amount of that. No, and that's understandable. It's just the problem is is that if you're only using the bike, the yes. way that the Zero can be used, does your argument make sense? As soon as you try to do anything else that are typical for a motorcyclist, it's out the window. It, yep, it's not useful. And so then you're looking at, okay, just for commuting, and I'm going, okay, so I've used the same justification as far as fuels is concerned and maintenance for my own electric vehicle purchase, which is a car, and... A car I can use for so many other things as well. So, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It would have to be a short cruise, maybe a track bike. But, man, that's an expensive track bike. Oh, yes. Very expensive track pretty bike. pretty expensive track bike. Oh, I mean, we'll use it for a track bike if you guys that let being us know said, still. You know, if you're really tracking a bike, you're changing oil five times a year. <laughs> but you change also, the oil five times a year on a track bike. I don't care. You're also doing it yourself with lower cost oil because you're changing it so often. Yeah, so the bigger things that cost a lot of money is the tire, and you're going to go through the same tires. Yep. yep. If not more with that amount, it's probably got more torque here. Maybe. Yeah. So it is. I don't know. It is a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not opposed. I I get it. Yeah. I guess it goes into the Harley bucket of do I own one? No. Am I in the market for one? No. No. Yeah. Would I have one if it was given to me? Would I keep it? Probably. Yeah. 100% actually. If if I had one to ride and it didn't cost me 20 grand? Oh yeah. 
I'd ride the crap out of that. So was the torque unmanageable? Was it like you no. could have ripped it and it would have been doing... Like, I've seen wrecks of these bikes getting out of hand and doing some crazy things. It wasn't like that for you? It was... I mean... Was it like, so? I can rip this if I wanted to, but thing. I'm not going Man, we are, to? Man, we are deep diving into the electric bike conversation. I thought that's what we were doing. We we can. We got more to talk about, but there's always a recording next week. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay. What the, My other data will stay for next week. Because this is, I, I like where you're going with this because I had a long conversation with both the local, well, from Seattle, local sales rep that was supporting the event, as well as a number of the, I think it was marketing guys, there weren't any engineers, but from Scotts Valley, which is where these are made in okay. California. Yeah. Uh, they had a number of people there supporting it, both from corporate as well as kind of their sales reps that, that live throughout the country. Uh, the ones that were up here, obviously, were at this event. Um, and the biggest thing they say is that, you know, this is, it's an easy bike for new riders to get into. And I totally get it. Uh, first, I start, they start you off in eco mode because they reset and default all of the bikes to eco mode when you get on them. And so for the first, you know, pull out of the driveway, I left it in eco mode. For your seven minutes. So just pulling out of the driveway, I left it in eco mode. And it was meh. <laughs> Well, I don't know how to describe it. It worked fine. It was a bike. So then I immediately put it in sport mode. Because okay. for me, that just it just wasn't doing it. Right? Yeah. It wasn't. I expected electric torque. And it was like, clearly the the tune on it was such that it did not give you anything compared to what it could. Yeah. Um, so I put it in sport mode very quickly. But, you know, in eco mode, if you'd never ridden before, you, it's super manageable. Yeah. Super manageable torque. The other thing as well is there's no clutch, right? And... Uh. I yeah. thought that would be weird. But when you're rolling on the freeway and the dummy in front of you, that's really mean to whoever was in front of me. I'm glad I don't know their name and I can't call them out. But the guy in front of me is afraid to go because they clearly are a new rider. And so I roll on hard and then have to basically lock up the brake, not lock them up, but light up the brakes hard because, oh, I'm not supposed to pass this dude. They yeah. can't figure out how to get on the freeway on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. And then I let him get way ahead, and then I'm at who knows what would have been the gear anyway, and I full throttle literally to the pin, light him up to try to do a wheelie, which they're very long wheelbase. They're difficult to wheelie. That was disappointing. Really? I gave it a fair shot my second ride, and it, it did not but not from to. a standstill. From a standstill, I'm sure it would have been easy. But I was at, you know, 40, 45. Yeah. And I thought there's enough torque here. Yeah, yeah. And I put a little oomph into it, and I, you know, I got the tire weightless, but I don't think it came off the ground. Okay. Right. First, first try, first real legitimate try. I was proud of myself to at least get close. Yeah. I asked the the guy leading the tour if I could, and he said, "Sure, that's fine." So he was. I was behind him. I was second to last bike both rides, so he was watching me, and I think he was comfortable enough to see me hanging off the corner of the bike. I was riding it like it was the track. Yeah. Just to see what it felt like, because to me, that's the bike. That's what I want this for. Mm -hmm. I would want this to ride aggressive. To your point. Yeah. I don't buy this to go to the grocery store down the road. I yeah. buy this to go hit a twenty a twenty mile loop. Of corners and enjoy every second. Of it. Oh yeah, and so that's yeah. how I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, he gave me a little leeway, and we were, you know, I was wearing all that's we kudos to them for that. Out, but they were you've very been called open. out by people. For I have gotten in trouble stuff. for, you know, I won't name names on specific bikes, but for wheeling other bikes on demo days. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, we've talked about it. So we, I'm sure it's it's open. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the air. Um, just look for a Yamaha podcast somewhere. <laughs> the uh um but yeah so I, I got to play with a little bit but when i'm there right the first time this is on the first bike right he kind of more or less cut me off and just the amount of i i don't know what it was just not going <laughs> when we're on an on-ramp and there's no one in front of us but the other guys that all cracked the throttle and so i let him finally catch up slowly and then just dump i mean full throttle pinned it out and the fact of no clutch, you were always, you get what you want every time. That was kind of cool on a motorcycle. I know it's that way on an electric vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on a bike, it's a really cool sensation that no matter where you are at speed, the amount of throttle you give is the amount you get. There is no guesswork. There is no, should I be in second or third right now? I'm at 35. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, it I, was cool. I, I can understand that being very cool. And at the same time, though... Man, imagine if you had a seven gearbox, times. Though. Seven times I reached for the clutch. Seven times on that first ride, I yeah. counted. Second time, second ride, how many times? Second ride, a few less. I was a little more used to it at that point, but it definitely wasn't zero. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to happen, but Especially I'm coming like, to a super I don't know. Slowdown. Part of me riding is shifting. And if you could stay in a certain band of that power band more, being able to shift, I don't know. There's something about that, too. You're always there. How much throttle do you give? That's You're in the power band. The, the most amount of torque is at zero. Sure. But do because you, you see of what the I'm tune. saying? Yes. If, if you can shift, you shift your RPM range that you engage the throttle, you can be more in the torque band. It's all at the beginning. Understood. However, it was sufficient, it sounds like. It didn't. So two thoughts on me. I, I've ridden a number of bikes. I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, nor I wouldn't call myself a, a racer or anybody that knows everything about bikes by any mm. means. But I feel I've got a fair amount of experience. Mm-hmm. And I found it very cool and very fun for seven minutes. But I also got done <laughs> with both rides thinking... I think I could max this bike out without scaring myself. Yeah. I could run every ounce of this bike for a good day. And at the end of a year, feel like, you know, I might be able to use more bike. Yeah. It was not a scary, this bike is so far beyond my skills ride. Right. Well, and for a new rider, you can tone that down. For a new rider, you start an eco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this were my first bike ever, it would very much feel that way. But you, and you can just move from one stage to the next stage, and for an entire year, you're not going to be Plus, a year like, plus, a oh, couple, yeah. two, three years, Except how for much you ride. when everybody wants to go to uh, Eastern Oregon or Upper Washington, you're like, ah, I'm sorry, I can't. Well, that, and that's always the problem with the electric bikes that we've already gotten into, is the range. But I'm just saying, what, 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 what would agreed. be the most disappointing thing for a new rider is the range on that bike. And that is horrible that they're yep. trying to sell that for a first-time person. But I get it, but no. Most, no, go buy a moped. Most new riders don't do the long trips right away. No, but they want to go on and be able to do a little bit of a trip. A little bit of a trip. And oh, the last thing I want to do is, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Oh, crap. I need to get some fuel. Oh, I can't even do that. I'm stuck. I can't even make it home now. You can go charge. Plug it anywhere. No! That's got the stage two charging. It'll be... It'll be all right. It's not overly slow. I think around town for small loops. I'm saying when point. you go out, you go out and you're going to go for a ride. And I do, let's say I'm going to do bull run loop so, over here and Gordon Creek and stuff. I, I mean, I can't, I, if, if I didn't have it prepared for it, I mean, it's shorter than 70 miles, but if I am not prepared and I've been riding a little bit and I decide to take that, well, I get stuck out there. I now, can't go anywhere. I mean, like, same with fuel to some extent, but you can have somebody stop by and, you know, help you get some fuel real fast. Now, Chickenock and I had a conversation with the reps, the salesmen at Lamphere's, and they said the same thing, though. Most of the people looking for these bikes are somewhat new riders. And they're finding it very easy to get into because you have to learn a few things less than your normal bike. Yeah, most people don't know how to drive a manual. That's fair. And that's kind of what it's fair. getting into. Yeah. And I've heard the same thing about the new Hondamatic, uh, you know, the, the their bikes. But it's just, it's, it's a gateway bike. It's like a gateway drug bike. I can agree with that. It's either, and so, no, it's, and then it's, not gonna it's either gateway the or niche because I think there are niche electric yeah. people that are electric yeah. vehicle oh. aficionados. Oh yeah. Well, there's, going to be there's some that they want the torque. There's some that want the green aspect of it. Yep. There's some that want blah, blah, blah. Right. There's, there's yep. always, there's always some of there's that. There's the right? core market, but otherwise it's a gateway to get an R1. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gateway to get it. Well, probably to some extent. I mean, really, I don't know. For me, that's and where save it was. money and save money because I it performed <laughs> not dissimilarly. Well, you gotta you gotta buy something cheaper after it depreciates anyway. I I didn't find it that dissimilar to the Street Triple, which is a little six seventy five triple, mm. because the Street Triple's got torque and power most everywhere because it's the triple. Mm-hmm. It has some torque and it has some power. Yeah, it was very similar ride, a lot quieter, and a little heavier. So, I mean, I, I would have no reason to switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I get 40 miles to the gallon, and I can live with that over the uh, you know, $20,000. I'm just saying, your $20,000 price difference. fossil fuels? Yeah, for twenty. dollars I mean, come on. For twenty grand, i will burn a lot of fossil fuels. Oh, we're going to have a guest appearance here in a second. What's up, Pips? Say hey. hi. You're on air, buddy. Oh. <laughs> 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 Welcome, Dennis. Thanks. We're happy here. We already talked I'm about a fan of the show. I know. And a contributor. I'm hoping we're picking you up. Otherwise, there's a ghost we're talking to. Well, Dennis is here, nonetheless. 
uh, what's the uh, what's the topics for today? Electric motors. I, I wrote a zero. Yeah, it was okay. Right. It wouldn't be my only bike, but it might be my seventh bike. Uh huh. Didn't yeah. make the top five. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So for everyone that just listens to the end here, <laughs> you already got the whole the whole the last forty minutes. You can forget because we just gave it away in five seconds. Yeah, oh, there's a lot more. Dennis is going to look forward to it. Sure, there's a lot more. We got into Beamers for a minute, though. Uh-oh. Brad loves BMWs. I said that, actually. That's right, you did. That's all I needed to hear. I know. <laughs> I, I did hear you just admit it, so it is official. Yes. He wrote it. I have it in writing. <laughs> he did. He went back and found it. It's good. I don't deny it. Okay. I feel like he denies it. You'll have to listen to the episode. He still has some uh, reservations. I, I, what I've said is I will never own a BMW after our conversation because I can't hear somebody tell me that it's a 100-star review and not tell me anything that is bad about it. It's like you don't learn anything about it. There's never anything that's everything that's perfect. You can't, buy a, you can't own a BMW after our conversation. Whose conversation? Our conversation. Your, yours and mine? Well, and Ryan. Oh, because I couldn't tell you anything bad about it? Well, that's what we were talking about, is that my concern about the cost as well as maintenance and prefacing that not everybody can do their own maintenance, so they end up having to go to an import mechanic, and that that can be more expensive. In a lot of cases, it is. But I refuted those objections soundly. <laughs> I As did I, with other evidence, too. If you want to hear bad things about BMWs, I can tell you those. You didn't ask me about them, but I can tell you what the, what the downsides of BMW. Cost and maintenance are not one of them. Okay. And that's okay. All right. I foresee a future here. We've talked about having another episode about this, so we've just introduced it a little bit a as well. Topic. I'm already getting the heat here, so. Hey, you're in the it. middle. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do right now. No, you're not. You're not in the middle. I, I don't know where to put my hands. He's in the middle. Is that what you're yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, you have an opinion on it, too. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. In our awkward room, we didn't tell everybody that we're sitting in a car. Now yeah, we're in a car. <laughs> not a bike. That's sad. It's depressing. We couldn't admit it. Well, I have an opinion that I'm not ready for a Beamer. We talked about that. We mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. I don't think I'm there, but I, I don't. I cannot prove you wrong that that's where I'll end up. I made a prediction that five years he'll be on a BMW. Neither of you have ever ridden one. I said that too. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that is true. That's okay. true. I've driven a BMW, and I understand that the cars. I, that was my statement in the beginning of this. Mm, is yeah, that that's different. You get, but you get I was talking cars was my biggest. That I have any experience with is the automotive, the car side, not the motorcycle world. Right, but as far as motorcycles... You haven't ridden one yet. Absolutely. And you guys are like on the fringe of motorcycle influencers here. You've got a channel. You've got an outlet. You've, people subscribe. Yeah. They listen to you. We're yeah. convincing people not to buy BMWs. That is not exactly what we said. <laughs> that is not what we said either. But you, you need to ride it. In order to be able to hey, talk about it, I know, right? I know, and you did offer yours, Dennis, and I appreciated that. And it still stands. I haven't sold it yet. What? I can't believe you haven't oh, sold man. it yet. What are we doing tomorrow? Tried. I haven't tried, but yeah, you can, it, it's, we can ride it. Oh man, see, see, Hold Addison. On. And then, and then, this is where you can we are. Criticize to the moon. You can say I don't like this. All right. I don't like this. I don't like this. What are you doing okay. this weekend? You're picking up a saw. <laughs> and you're coming to ride a, a Beamer. <laughs> if only this weekend. It can't be this weekend, but. He's always got an Arguably excuse. the most important motorcycle in the last 20 years, the BMW GS. Okay. I could, you know, I could see not, there's, not, there's some good arguments on me. that. I can see Other that. Other people have said that. Yeah. I agree. And you guys haven't ridden it yet. I know. So I can't, I can't argue this. Starting out, we're, we're getting there. We're getting closer. Let's do it. But once we ride it, what are we going to have to talk about? Oh. Oh, we have to talk about after we ride it. <laughs> We'll have to admit what a BMW is. Yeah, they, they exist? <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. It's nice chatting. Thanks yeah. for stopping in. Okay. <laughs> I think that is the perfect way to round it out. I think so, too. And I foresee next week. So, 
to tease, the other part of what I thought we may talk about was I got an opportunity to ride a different bike over the last week as well. And not a, a simple demo day, but take it for a legitimate rip around what could arguably be a racetrack if the speed limits were unlimited. Ooh. Ooh um, I can't wait to hear about this. I don't know that I should ever say where it was now, because then people will start showing up. And when it, there's nobody there, it's a pretty cool slot. Does it have anything to do with the chicken wing? Uh, the chicken wing, no, but the, the chicken, the chicken hawk, hawk, maybe. Yeah, yeah, too many chickens. chicken wings gone. Did you know that sold? It sold. Yeah, he sold it. Where did it go? He got rid of that because he's loving the he's loving his new FJR. Ooh. We'll see if any dots are connected, but nonetheless, we got to get on this beamer, and we'll talk about riding bikes that aren't ours, <laughs> but also aren't corporate bikes, because corporate bikes are a little too protected. We don't mm-hmm. get to. You don't really, although Zero did a great, I will say, shortest ride ever, but so much free reign. I will yeah. give them that, that when the dude came up to me and was like, have fun, man. Yeah. Put it straight in sport mode this time. Yeah. Have fun. You're you're in front of me. If you need to slow down, I'll wait with you. Yeah. You want to rip it? Give some space, rip it, which is the opposite of what any other two of Oh, yeah. No, no gaps. No gaps. Yeah. So, in fairness, I give okay. it to Zero that they, okay. were, they were selling bikes. That's good. Even to us that, you know, not to the newcomers. But anyway. We'll have fun. We'll get these down. we got to set up a time to get you out on a bike again. Yeah. That isn't just your little slow-mo slow mo cruiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one guy calls it a scooter, so I appreciated that, too. Anyway. A scooter? I wouldn't go that far. It's about 1,300 cc's. I don't know. That's what he was saying. That's a big old bike. Big, that's uh, a big scooter. I don't know. He's on that yellow banana out there. <sighs> yeah, the banana. <laughs> we know the guy that rides a banana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nonetheless, appreciate listening. Check out Facebook. Share it with your friends. Guys, get some people listening in. Tell us what you think. Uh, If you've got a bike you think we should get on, we are starting to get a few opportunities to try it. Let us know, and we will talk at you next week. Until next time, ride on. (laughs) 